Like twin sons on a womp rat's tail, welcome back to the Tumbling Saber podcast, everybody. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. And let me just start by saying, if guys, if we were not ready to deify Bryce Dallas Howard yet, like, are, are we ready now? If we weren't ready before? <laughs> I am. I'm ready. Yeah. I was there before. She's already sort of on, on my Rushmore of, of people. But, I mean, come on. Oh, like, I don't know. There were... Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yep, for sure. And there's this week's teaser, everybody. Man, what a great, great episode of Book of Boba Fett that we're going to talk about in a few minutes' time. Uh, yeah, I, th- I thought you were going to. I thought you were going to come in today with instead of like twin. Uh, what is it? Like womp rats on a whatever. Twin sons on a womp rat's tail. How long you been here, Corey? You been, you oh, whatever. Here? I just don't care anymore. <laughs> I thought you were going to come in with faster than a fall deer. Oh, Jesus. That's not bad. It was good. It, it needs I something it. else. It needs something else on top of that. Hmm. Yeah, you need those twin sons, eh? Twin sons, yeah. You got, well, there's got to be a little more to it. But I, I, I like faster than a fall deer. That's not bad. You Keep working on that. Mm-hmm. Not that you care or anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> not not a ton going on in the world of Star Wars news, if you care primarily about uh, the movies and Disney Plus stuff. But we do have some news uh, that was delivered via these gobbledygooky press conferences or press releases uh, pertaining to video games and on the collecting front. And we'll touch on those as well. But uh, guys, let's catch up. It's been a week. I haven't spoken to either of you, I don't think, in a whole week. So what is going on, Corey? How's your week been? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, I mean, got out the last weekend for a bit with a whole bunch of buddies. One of my my best friends, he built a nice rink in his backyard, like talking a nice size one. Like we, we were able to play four on four with kids. And uh, yeah, it was, that was awesome, man. First time playing in the season and it was just nice to be out there with the boys. That was really nice. So I, I kind of had to recoup from that for a few days. And other than that, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm headed out this weekend, man. I got tomorrow off. I booked it while ago and I'm, I'm heading up north rented a nice hotel i said i'm fully equipped for skiing now i got all my gear from head to toe it's all mine now i'm ready to go but if it's like minus 20 something i don't know we might uh, we might pull the shoot just because you know you don't want to spend that much money and just be like okay let's go inside and warm up Corey's gonna do a little après ski all day long <laughs> possible <laughs> But that's it. I'm not going to waste The tickets are expensive. So anyway, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a nice uh, weekend getaway two nights away. That's oh, it's going to be some freedom, some relaxation. Nice. Nice. That sounds good. Yeah. That sounds great. Carlos, how, how's your week been? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, cold, man. It's just been, let, let's just do the cold thing. It's just been cold. It's hard to get your. It's, it's hard to talk about anything around here right now and not talk about the cold. Like it's. <laughs> it feels like Mother Nature has just taken a squat over us, and yep. just dropped a that that vortex of freezing air that just will not move away. Yeah, it's tough, man. And uh, yeah, and uh, just uh, feeling a little bit closer to my mortality. Uh... <laughs> What an my, uplifting my, podcast. Oh my well, god. One doesn't well, care. No. One's at death's door. <laughs> no, I just mean my my baby's turning 10 tomorrow. So Oh god. 
Yeah, it's like, uh, oh my goodness, okay. Part of me is like, maybe I can make another one, you know? Well, you Just... saw that uh, that screen crack cap I sent you before. I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's some inside baseball there. Yeah. You forgot? Have you forgotten already? <laughs> no, no, I'm seeing it now. <laughs> uh, no, I'm pretty sure that I'm still good, though. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, no, it's just um, yeah. I know part of me is like, um, and you know, babies make you feel younger, and then they make you feel old. So it's like you gotta flip a coin there for what you want. But, yeah, your, uh, your no. kid becomes legal to drink, and you're sixty years old. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> oh no. Okay, never mind. I changed my mind. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, close to man. that. Hey, there's people out there that do it, yeah. and and hats off to them. One of my one of my best friends had a kid after 40. Mm. James did it like twice. That's yeah, uh, yeah. Twi- I don't know if it was twice, but at least mm. once. Have you, have you seen his beard lately? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Snow White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's making that uh, Gandalf. Uh, he's making a run for Gandalf. That's for correlation Gandalf. causation. You know this. We don't know. It but... was there all along. <laughs> Let's not take a chance. <laughs> Learn from other people's mistakes, Carlos. It's cheaper. I, oh I, I try to tell that to my friends. You know, my, my son last week, he wanted to take his Miles Morales toy to school. That's a beautiful figure. And I said, buddy, don't do it. You're going to lose it at school. No, dad, I won't lose it. I promised Adrian I'd bring it. Oh, my God. I got it. Carter, if you take that toy to school... You might lose it, and I'm not replacing it. And then I had hey, to tell- I got him that toy, didn't I? <laughs> I don't know. Did you? I'm pretty sure I did. Either way, I'm not replacing it, Carter. If you lose it, I'm not replacing it. A, because you're going to have to learn a lesson. B, I probably can't get my hands on it anymore. And if I do, it's probably secondary market is probably jacked up in price. Forget it. But more learn the time to learn a lesson. And then I told him the story about when I was in second grade where I brought my Duke G.I. Joe figure to school. And I still remember it, putting it down on the side of the sandbox or the, the side of the sand at the swing set and walking away, remembering a minute later and going back and it was gone. And that was it. And I've, I, I remember I, that. <laughs> I, I have, that is stuck with me for whatever, 35 years, almost over 35 years. That's been with me, that painful, painful memory. And uh, I, I, I told him that story before he brought his Miles Morales to, to school. Didn't want to listen. Guess what he lost at school that day? <laughs> uh, Miles Morales? Correct. At, well, oh, I no. thought you were going to say his lunch. No, he didn't lose his lunch. <laughs> no, he, he lost. He, has the, he still has his figure, but he lost the, the Miles Morales head. <laughs> oh, my God. So he still has the Spider-Man masked head. But he lost the swappable head, and he cried his eyes out. And sorry, buddy, you brought it. I told you not to. Look, you see, you're opening up a lot of trauma right now for me because when I was in third grade, I had my Egon Spangler from the Ghostbusters the cartoon real show. Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters, and my grade three teacher, Miss Celeste, took it from me and never gave it back. What? That's inconceivable. I never got it back. What I never the... got it back. That that fucking that's like okay. I'm gonna take 
kid, I'm taking your toy away. You'll get it back at the end of class. Maybe at the end of the week. I was like, what toy? Confiscated forever. That's rough. I'm sure her kids had the collection of, of every toy that she confiscated. Oh, man. You know what? I was going to go on a tirade there, but I'll let it go. You got to let it go, I for- man. I, forg- I forgive you, Miss Celeste. God rest her soul. Hopefully she's, she's dead. Pro- no, she's probably <laughs> Hopefully she- <laughs> She's probably still alive. Well, but she's clearly dead inside. I mean, we've established that already. Oh, my God. If she, she ever had yeah. a soul. No, no, she didn't. How could somebody named Celeste she used to, she used be to so swear soulless? She used to swear at us in Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> now I like this woman. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all probably deserved it. Oh, yeah, I deserved it. Thanks. Well, come on. My Egon, man. I was nine. It's a shame. It's traumatic stuff. It sticks with you. Here we are. You know, how many years later? That was not even nine. Eight? Nine? Grade three. What is that? Eight years old? Oh, terrible stuff. Tra- terrible. Trauma. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, Corey, I don't know if you've had anything to your collection this week. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that answer. Jeez. Yeah. Dude, uh, it's, anyway, it's kind of a bit surprising there, but. You spent 40 bucks on a black series like a dupe? Is that what you did? Uh, not forty. Well, yeah, I guess with tax forty. But anyhow, I meant to tell you guys this last week. I spoke to Kyle about this, but I just gotta mention, man. I bought New Mutants number ninety-eight, first appearance of Deadpool. Super sick, sought-after comic. Super stoked about that, and also Uncanny X-Men two sixty-six, first appearance of Gambit. Also very rare, com- not rare comic, but it's, it's up there. So, oh, it's not rare at all. No, but it. Anyway, mine's in really good shape, man. Like near mint, you know. So I'm really stoked about that. I'll trade so, you, yeah. trade your X-wing Luke for it. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. <laughs> no, no, don't you have you. that? You have that issue, no? Two sixty six, no. Yeah, I do I not have it. that. No, no, no. I think I had it anyway, as a kid, but not anymore. I got the uh, the red Batman White Knight, thirteen bucks again from the McFarlane collection or line incredible man like love i'm so stoked about that anyhow then i uh i pre-ordered fennec shan and uh boba fett i had to do python boba yep Uh, i just pulled the trigger with the toy snowman it's really strange too because i did that probably like i don't know maybe last sunday or something like that like maybe like uh, it was definitely after the podcast so (laughs) i don't know i just pulled the trigger at one point and uh yeah like Today, I come home at lunch to eat, and there's a box in front of my door, and I'm like, from the Toy Snowman, our good friend, the Toy Snowman, and I'm like, ah, what's this? I'm like, can it have already came? I'm like, that's amazing. Anyway, like, I just ate my lunch quick and just put it downstairs for the moment, you know, like, I wasn't going to go through it right away. And uh, anyway, I'll get to work, and then I, I check my personal email, and I'm like, okay, let's check this out, like, to see the transaction, whatever. And it's actually something I ordered God knows who, how long ago, and it was... Uh, Aura Singh, oh, Tech, God. Costco Reeves, um, and Ultron. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the stuff I got before Christmas, minus the Aura Singh. So I don't, I, he must have been waiting on one of those, maybe the Aura Singh or the Ultron he was waiting on because he, he had the Tech and the Costco Reeves. 
Like it's all, it all depends. Like I feel like, well, definitely in most cases with these guys, like a lot of guys are going to buy the full line. Right. And those are the customers that are, that are going to get served first. So I find that every time I've ever bought a full line, I'm like, oh, just got my stuff. Like not shortly after, you know? Yeah. Cause you'll just order more. a solid case. That's it. Just, like you'll just slap a new label on it for you. And then I don't know how they prioritize afterward. Is it like, you know, customer loyalty or by, you know, or did it get, just get in line? I have no idea, but I'm glad you got them. Yeah. I'm just, I just find it strange that, you know, I placed an order and then my last order was shipped. <laughs> like, oh yeah, this guy. Well, there could be some of that. Who knows? But yeah, it's, well, that's the, that's the name of the game now with pre-orders. It's, it's place your order and then wait till next year. That's it again. If, unless you're ordering the full line, I think you're going to be waiting a while, but. Oh, yeah. Hey, I just want to throw this out there too. You too, Kyle. You too, Carlos. Anybody listening, if you get a bead on uh, the McFarlane line Lobo, like I-, I want that figure, man. Like it's already like sixty bucks. It doesn't even on Amazon. It hasn't even come out yet. You know what I mean? Which is really lame. Who? Lobo. He's sort of the a, a, a DC version of Wolverine, except oh, goofier, okay, more yeah. cr- more crass. Like, dude, that guy's going to blow up. I I have a feeling about that guy in the future. Not not too distant future that you dude. They should make that character a priority, like with the the right writers and the right actor. They could blow that up, man. Just as much as Black Adam. In my opinion, they could if they do it right, for sure. Give it a little cosmic weirdness, put it on HBO Max and they'd they'd have a successful show. Hey, I've been watching Peacemaker. Holy cow. Is that a great show? I heard. Man, watch, uh... I cannot get enough of that show. It's super. It's super. It's it's fantastic, and it comes right out of uh, Suicide Squad two, which I was hesitant to watch because the first one stunk. But yeah, the but it's James one, Gunn. Yeah, it's James Gunn. The second one is the complete opposite. Se- the second Suicide Squad is awesome. Such a fun movie, and Peacemaker, the show out of, coming out of that, incredible. Super and what's good TV what's show. James Gunn? He wrote that as well, right? Yeah, it's a show. And the opening titles for uh, Peacemaker. Yeah, they're good. Oh, <laughs> must watch. It's you. You do not hit the uh, skip intro button on that one. It's awesome. But yeah, that that's the show that's when it's not Star Wars, when it's not Book of Boba Fett. That's the thing that's been keeping my attention this week. But um, Carlos, do you have any collecting update to share? Cleared out any more Legos? No, nothing. Super simple. Keeping it simple. That's the way to do it. I'm. I hey, have... hey, I, I, hey, Carlos. In regards to that, we should talk after the show, maybe about that BB-8 looking to liquidate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're asking me to buy? No, no. Like, just help me. Uh, oh, okay, you know, okay. Uh, with your yeah. your Lego know. connections. <laughs> sure, we could do that. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> The Lego will come around during our conversation, so. Well, Corey, I'm asking: Are you trying to sell or buy? I have no idea no, what you just. No, made. no, he wants to. He wants to. He wants to make profit on his BB-8 that he has sealed in box. Yeah, I talked to. I talked. It's it's my son's, right? Like it's been two. It's two years old now. Oh, you're doing it! You're stealing. I from talked to him about it. No, I I asked him, "What do you want to do? Like, if we can get a good price for it, he's like, yeah. He's like, if we can get like a good money for it, he's like, I can buy something else now. <laughs> I was like. 
it's true. Like his room is absolutely crammed with stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like where I you wonder where he gets it. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's not the biggest room either there, but he's, he's got a lot of toys. Don't they all? Yeah, oh, boy. Cool. Okay. So Lego will come up again shortly. Um, for myself, I keep clearing stuff out, man. The toys in this house must be getting real nervous around me. Like if they're not nailed yeah. down, they are being shown the door. I I sold a couple more figures that I picked, Star Wars figures that I picked up in like the 07 time frame. I didn't need them anymore. They're gone. And How much you sell them for? Oh, nothing. Like it's just, it's clear space. So I, like 30 bucks nice. for a couple of figures. Like they're worth nothing. It's just, I want the space back. And somebody who's like all the stuff I posted this week was the ads were up for in a couple of cases, minutes and stuff was sold. Wow. Really? Yeah. And you, you make it a good enough price. It's going to go. Um, yeah. So I sold, I sold all of my Marvel Funko pops, all of them. Really? Eh? Yeah. It's just, wow. an, it, it's just, it's all about dialing in this year. And I love them. I thought they were a really cool piece of the collection. But the more they linger, the more that I want to add to it. And the more that sort of, that's death by a thousand paper cuts. It's just, it's going to keep chipping away at the other things that are priority for my collection this year. And I I just, I don't want to do that. So I just got rid of the temptation. It's like, you know, if you have junk food in the house, you're going to eat it. So just don't buy it. I just don't want them in the house anymore. I feel the opposite of that. What I've, what I've used the Funko Pops as is kind of like an outlet in the sense that, you know, I get really weird oddities and stuff like that. You know, like your Alex Trebek's and just, I don't know, like lots of robots, <laughs> like just, yeah, that's, I don't know. That's, that's fine. I just hadn't, and then, you know, I'm not saying I'm never going to buy a Funko again. I, I still have all my Star Wars Funkos. I kept my Marty McFly. Like I still have go. some. Like I, I just got rid of the Marvel ones because that's a deep, dark hole. Like, you know, I started True. with, I just want the four, uh, the five ac- original X-Men. And yeah, then you wanted the nineties X-Men. Yeah. But then man, why, why start? Why, why just stop there? Like I got, I got to have Colossus and Storm and Jean Grey or like Dark Phoenix. And, and Nightcrawler too. I didn't actually get him. He was one of the, the ones that I was chasing and Magneto and this and and then you see what I mean? Like it just goes on and on. It never ends with the X-Men. So I, I got rid of all of them. My fantastic four ones all gone. So that, that temptation's it's out now it's finished. And uh, I also sold off a box of like 115 or so comics boxed up the stuff that I were a selection of stuff that I'm like, won't read these again. Don't want them, put them all in a Facebook ad, put it up online and Within a day. How, how much you get for that? Uh, one fifty. Wow, sweet. Were there some nice percent? titles or? No, 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 no. These, these are these are not key comics. These are like runs of stuff from like the last ten years or so of books that I'm never going to read. Like Captain America by Rick Remender and John Romita Jr. Like it was a decent story, but I'm never going to read it again. So again, it's it's a case of. The money is less important than reclaiming the space in my my long and short boxes. Absolutely. And then taking that money as you know as modest amount as as it is, and putting it aside and waiting for for something that I do want because, like we we talked two weeks ago about 
sort of our collecting priority for 2022. And my first part, my first mission for this year was to get the Empire Strikes Back adaptation issues from Marvel. And I've knocked out, I had one of the five, one of the six when we had that chat. I now have five of the six. Actually, well, I, have, I have three of them. The other two, two of the other, the other two are, I think, supposed to arrive tomorrow or Monday. So I, I have five of the six issues, and now the what's left is issue forty-two, which is the first appearance of of Boba Fett, which, as you might imagine, now with the show going on, it's probably an, a comic that's riding high. So it might be worth it for me to just wait it out another month or two and see if the price drips uh, dips a bit down once once the show cools off it might not but it might because uh, the, the reception of the show has been sort of mixed so we'll see we'll see how the show affects uh the price on that comic which which is pretty expensive even in a mid sort of middling condition but can we can we shimmy on back to the Funkos? Yeah. How many did you sell? 22. Jesus. Okay. And how much of a haircut did you take on each? Like, like did you, because they're, they're like 15 bucks each, right? Mostly. Yeah. No, I took a haircut yeah, for I... sure. For sure. That's a piece of the collection that I knew I was not going to get the money back. Even like buying them, they were worth less than I was paying for them. Like the Fantastic Four ones. They're worth like eight to ten dollars each. And how much? And you bought them at fifteen. Correct. Plus yeah. tax. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's okay. Well, that's well. not necessarily true. I think probably. Well, I don't know when you bought them, but like when I started collecting, like now they've gone up to twelve, thirteen, fourteen bucks, depending where you go and shop. No, Some the, of the exclusives yeah, the are like nineteen, fourteen ninety nine, and nineteen ninety nine exclusives. But I've seen a lot at EB Games or GameStop now, whatever. Uh, down to like eight ninety nine, oh, seven ninety nine, five ninety nine. But you don't know, right? Like you don't know which pieces are gonna peg oh, warm sure. and which are gonna. And sometimes you know, get, it's not even a circumstance of peg warming. It's sometimes just like a, an anomaly. Even with like black series and Marvel stuff, sometimes. No, but what Funko Funkos, you can't you can't collect Funkos, to try to make money. Like Funkos, you can, the, depending how you hunt. If that was the your thing goal. Is that, yeah, I, there's I some real valuable way, ones, there's, bro. There's way too much. There's way too much, and I, I I think the real value in that is having a piece that you love. I think yeah. that that's I think that's where the value of the Funkos is because it's everything. It's, it's there's so many different weird ones, man. Yeah, that yeah, that's I'm, one of those never ending holes. Like oh no, you, it's too much. There's way too much. There's thousands, dude. Like oh, thousands and thousands. The, the dude yeah. who bought them. He sent me a picture of his room, and he's got hundreds and hundreds of Funkos. I thought it was a store. He's like, no, that's my collecting collection room. I was like, what the hell? I mean, if he's a completionist, then um, I guess there's value in that. But still, it's never going to be the same. I just think of the pain that uh, that he'll go through one day when he has to get rid of them. <laughs> like, it's it's hundreds and hundreds of funkos unless he you know to makes it like a job to sell them out one by one and be committed to shipping them potentially one by one to, to customers wherever they may be like that's why I, I prefer to bulk stuff out and, and sell it and if i need to take a haircut on it 
At least I know I'm, I'm taking a haircut on stuff that isn't expensive. Like the, none yeah. of the Funkos I sold are, were, were valuable ones. So I think the most expensive one was like $30. Big deal. It was just, it was still more important for me to get the sale done, get it off my plate, take the money and, and get it loaded up so that I can turn my attention towards you know, Star Wars 42 or some other X-Men book that I'm looking at. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what's going on there. But yeah, Funkos, I love them. They're cute. They're adorable. They're highly addictive. But yeah, focus, man. Focus. It's what's gotta it's what it's gotta be about now. So so don't don't think of it as taking a haircut. Think of it as the money that you paid, you rented the Funkos for a while just to yeah. have them in your room. Yep. No, it's, it's, yeah. I, I don't feel bad about it. You know, I, I've I, the Black Series stuff that I've sold in the last couple of years, the vintage collection stuff. Did not take a haircut on that. <laughs> I can guarantee that. So, yeah, you know, it's it's in this case, it was lesson learned. I had some fun with the Funkos, enjoying them. They were cool. Now they're gone, and I'll I'll make better use of of that money. But yeah, speaking of toys, uh, Wednesday it was announced that Hasbro has extended its deal with Disney to continue making Star Wars figures for the foreseeable future. And uh, along with that, they also slipped it in there that they'll also be making Indiana Jones merch, which is kind of cool. And I, I, I don't know. They didn't really specify anything, really. But yeah, it's uh, going it, to be hard to stray from. We're getting six inch indie, indie figures, Corey. Buckle, it's happening. <laughs> and, we, and, and we talked about that on the show. Like when, they, when we first talked about the uh, Lucasfilm 50th anniversary wave. We're like, well, that's Lucasfilm is not just Star Wars. And I'm surprised those indie figures aren't out already. I'm surprised Willow finger, Fingers Willow figures aren't out already with the 50th. Come on, Kyle. Idiot. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. I need, no, I, I'm with you, man. Like, I, I need a Mularam, man. Like, I'm really? going to need that. Yeah? You're going to get Mularam? The Shankar Stones, the works. I don't know. I might buy like Raiders of the Lost Ark six inch indie. That's it. Oh no way! I'm I'm definitely going Temple of Doom. I need me a short round. Maybe a Willy. <laughs> uh, everyone, everybody needs a Willy, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not everybody. <laughs> well, I'll speak for me. Oh dear. Right, we're <laughs> half half hour into this. Oh boy! You silly Willy. It's gonna be a long I night, folks. I kind of already got a willy, but we're nothing official. We're not talking. We're not talking about that. What's yet. happening here? <laughs> yeah, I'm confused. It's okay. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, the whole the Hasbro press release was it was strange timing because just the day before, uh, we learned we saw some, or at least I saw some ridiculous pricing on figures from Toys R Us. I don't know yeah, if you I guys saw this. I feel. You know what? It, to me, it's more a sign of Toys R Us. I've seen it. I've I saw it live, bro. I've been reporting every week. It's like two dollar increments in like the past like month. Yeah. So my buddy sent me a picture from Toys R Us, and the Chirrut. This is the new Chirrut six inch in the 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 new. I guess I think it's called the Galaxy Line packaging. Thirty nine ninety nine. But the Jin figure was forty two ninety nine. These are regular yeah. release figures. These are not exclusives. That, that doesn't make any sense. It's like. Oh my God! Did you not see 
Like Chirrut went like crazy. I wasn't even able to score him in the wild. I hunted that guy like a mofo, man. Like I got this line, but I managed to score a base from Rogue One. And that was like, when I saw that, it was like one of those like, uh, it's, it's very high up there in the collecting moments where you're like, <gasps> you know, deep breath. Like, oh my God, I found him. I found him. You know, like that was crazy. But to see them at this price, like Jin sat on the pegs, like deep, deep, deep over and over again, man. Like, yeah, the, the, red box. Bucks. the red box, Jin and Cassian, they sat on pegs for years. Not, I'm not joking from like 2017 or 16 when they first came out until 2019, you could still find that figure at retail, even into last year, you could still find Jin and Cassian somewhere on a peg. It was a joke. And now they're out there again for $42.99. I, I, my mind was absolutely blown. And maybe it's, I don't know who's at, you know, this is maybe Toys R Us raising the prices now in advance of the price hike, which Hasbro has already said is coming. Like, I, which I'm just like gobsmacked about. Like, the price, when, when Black Series first came out, when I was not collecting them, they were like $24.99. Then when I started collecting, they were $29.99. And they stayed there for quite a while. Yeah. And then it, over the pandemic, and I get it, there's, you know, Corey, you know, Carlos, I'm sure you see it too. Like shipping costs, the cost of a container has gone up like what? 10 times, 20 times. It's, ri it's ridiculous. Honestly, honestly, guys, that's like, this is what I do for a living. And it's literally scary. Like the market is literally flipped. Like rates have literally doubled and tripled. So if people think that we're not, that's not going to hit us in the pocketbooks. It already has. Oh, for yeah. sure. And, and everything, everything is more expensive now. Inflation, blah, blah, blah. It's crazy. McCain, McCain, McCain five-minute fries that used to cost two ninety nine are now four thirty nine. Dude, I'm telling you, it's only going to get worse. <laughs> this is only the beginning, man. Like, I'm telling you, the way that I'm struggling to, to book loads and stuff like that and broker stuff. That's what she said. It's, it's, <laughs> it's even my bosses, man. We've been, I've been in this game uh, over 15 years now. My boss has been, been there like since 30, I was 40. six years old. Yeah. And but everyone's saying I've never ever ever seen it like this, man. Like it's it's all like you want us to move your freight? Okay, we'll call you back and tell you the new price. <laughs> I think there's a little bit of home cooking there too, a little bit. Well, yeah, we gotta we gotta you know take I mean. care of our own, but at the same time, like yeah, why why jack the price three times when we can jack it four times? High fives, everybody! Power lunch. <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it no and then, I, I don't and then crazy. it's uh, uh i was around someone who might have had covid so i need i need to isolate for five days even though i have no symptoms this th there's no leadership left nobody cares <laughs> nobody cares about people working people anymore it's, well this weekend yeah, should it's, be pretty it's, interesting it's really yeah. sad at parliament <laughs> yep i'm not happy about it yeah, we'll see what happens. Let's see what damn truckers I'm going do. Up north. Yeah. So yeah, like, there's I, a there's a lot of there's a lot of confabulation also with people trying to discredit what they're doing by throwing in the kitchen sink with it. So yeah, it's yeah, not I mean, it's, it's 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 just insufferable to to try and observe because some people are saying, oh, there's like 16 million truckers. You can't believe how many there are, and then you have other people going, these irresponsible boobs. There's like 12 of them. You're like, okay, can you all just stop lying, please, yeah, for once? Please. I'm so sick of these people. Anyway, 
I'm also sick of Toys R Us. I'm sick of Walmart. I'm sick yeah. of Amazon <laughs> jacking up my, my toy prices. So here we are at $40 for a regular, non-exclusive, non-deluxe figure. I'm waving the white flag. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I can't do it. I'm I'm out. I'm not saying I'm permanently out, but show, yeah, me, a, see, like... show me a Kenobi. Show me an Ahsoka figure. I'll pick it up. The background characters, secondary characters. Nope. You can stay on does the anybody, Does anybody want a Krennic? Who wants a Krennic? No, thank you. <laughs> it's pretty solid. He got marked down at one point, too. He was going for real cheap at one point. Yep. But right. that's it's sad, man. Like, what about this show in particular, Kyle? Like, like uh, Boba Fett. Like, is there anything that you're going to be like, I, I need Boba Fett representation? Well, I'm going to get Tython Boba, which I think you just or you just ordered. And Fennec Shand. That's about it. There's no there's no characters that have shown up. Oh, Black Chrysanthemum, I would probably have to get to. You, yeah, if they make him. But he's going to be a deluxe. Just you watch. He's going to be because he's going to be a huge beefy figure. They're going to deluxe him. He's going to be a fifty dollar figure. Just watch. Let's see. We had to make a new mold. It's not the same Chewbacca mold. Oh, God, I'm so sick of it. I'm, I yeah. They. I mean, they've and it was it was pretty bad. Like on social media this week. Left, right, and center. People going like, yeah, I, they've priced me out. I'm done. It's there's, The value is just no longer there at all. So either I'm going I hope, super I hope selective. They I think, well, I don't know. I'm sure they're hearing it. They're definitely hearing it. It's it's whether that... Like, once like, prices let's see what up, happens. Once prices go up, they don't tend to come back down. No, I agree. They set the new benchmark, and that's it. Everybody's going to have to go with it. So, like... I don't know that I, I in, a, in a way they must be banking on the completionist itch and like FOMO and hoping that collectors just stretch themselves and, and park their money in Hasbro instead of saying, well, I collect a bit of this and a bit of that. They're hoping that people are going to go all in with Hasbro, but I can't imagine what that licensing fee must cost Hasbro. Now it must be absolutely astronomical. Like, Eight nine figures. Stupid. I wonder money. Do, if they have a Facebook page. I want to go on their Facebook page and see if people are like, "Boo this company." Does Hasbro have a Facebook page? Probably. <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> I just want to see. What I'm more curious about is if people are upset on that. Of course they They're are. Like, you guys suck. Are people upset? Like, where have you been? And oh, who be- are you? It's like you're not even a fan. You're not even paying attention to toy news, Corey. How what, old did you go to the Hasbro website? Yes, you did. Yeah. And did you see the? It was that was where you saw the ruckus. It's everywhere. It's it's in every group that even talks well, about I, collecting. I've seen it's it on online the Hasbro as well. Page. It's in. It's everywhere. Collectors are 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 angry. They're very grumpy. It was already expensive. It was already a dicey thing to collect, and now it's just. With you know another price hike coming in March, it's whatever. It is what it is, and Hasbro is gonna either succeed or flop because there's nobody else really that can handle the franchise. Hasbro's Disney's got to make their own like toy making company <sighs> with the amount of properties they have. You think they'd be cheaper? Hopefully. I think it would be cheaper. And probably cheaper quality. 
Maybe, well, who knows? Yeah. Who really knows? I mean, if they're not paying a licensing fee to themselves, maybe they can afford to make the figures cheaper. But the, I read the, uh, this up on on the last licensing agreement. Disney makes more on Hasbro figures than Hasbro does. Of course. That's crazy. Like, you want a piece? We make more. And, it's, I, I, and they don't have to make them. They, so, yeah. So maybe it's it's more advantageous for them to to just license it out to a toy to a, a toy maker who's already set up to do it. Yeah. And Hasbro's yeah. the only guy that can do it. Mattel probably can't do the whole thing. And to, to handle the, the hundreds of figures that come out, Hasbro's the only game in town. So they pay it. They charge what they want. Fans have been on board so far, but we'll see if they stick. Tough times if you're a collector. Oh, boy. Anyway, um, into video game news. So Tuesday of this week, we learned that EA and Respawn are working on three new games, one being the next in the Star Wars Jedi franchise, a strategy game, and a first-person shooter, all of which sounds very exciting to me. And, you know, there was in, in the press release, there was, you know, they had all the fat cats at the studios talking about how happy and proud they are to, you know, keep telling stories in the galaxy far, far away and sunshines, rainbows and ice cream. And, and now we wait. We're going to have to wait like at least a couple of years before we really start seeing trailers or anything about these these games. And uh, hopefully they don't get canceled in the interim. <laughs> You know, that's always a very real possibility with Star Wars projects that they just don't come to fruition. And on top of that, I hope that we don't learn that these studios are just these horrible sweatshops and they treat workers like garbage. And just for once, I would like for a Star Wars game to be produced by a studio that isn't terrible. Just one time. Didn't they used to do their own video games? LucasArts? Uh, yeah, Lucas Games. They used to do their own. And I, they, they technically still exist, but they can't do the AAA titles like like Battlefront and you know, Fallen Order. They, they're, not, they're not that robust, I don't think, anymore. They should just open a, an in-shop house. Like... <laughs> I don't think it's that easy. I mean, these are, these are huge, massive productions. Lucasfilm's right in there helping them make it and steering ILM. the story along. And I don't know if ILM has anything to do with it. I have no idea. I'm pretty sure, man. I remember like, I feel like watching those computer games back in the day that they were part of like the intro, you know? Well, yeah, that was back in the day. That day is, is long gone. <laughs> but yeah, because it seems like for video game fans, like every bit of good news has been saddled with a like really bad news immediately thereafter and it's like man can we just get a game that doesn't isn't made by people that are just flogged like a like a horse anyway uh that's dude you uh, know what made me sad about star wars video games the other day i was talking to my son about it and uh yeah anyway we got squadrons not too long ago right mm -hmm. so i don't think they're making another flying type game anytime soon and all I want to do is play Rogue Squadron. Remember that game on 64? We could actually see the Star Wars fighter jet you were flying. Like, well, you can that do... was amazing. Yeah, I 
just play Battlefront. I mean, yeah, you can't do missions, but... Battlefront? Or Battlefront 2, sorry. Really? Yeah, like, the, the Starfighter mode is amazing. Hmm. It's really good. You just set up a battle for yourself. You can give yourself a team of, like, 20... Well, like, if you do it on AI, just stack the odds against you and go nuts. Like, it's awesome. Wow. Like, it's, it's an absolute blast. Anyway, I had no idea. No, you got You got If you haven't played Battlefront two, go get yourself a secondhand copy. Probably get it for thirty bucks now. And you get a lot of mileage out of that game. The campaign is great, and just playing against AI is is equally fun. Just whether you're running around shooting clankers or stormtroopers, it is it it, it is fun. And as far as the ships go, man, there's a wide selection too. You can keep fly B wing. No. <laughs> No, never seen that yet, man. In it's, any video games, like they're all like straying away from it. It's like it's too difficult. Yeah, the mechanics of that ship are just they wouldn't mesh with the controls, even in squadrons. Like it's you could, I think you had a B wing at one point. I think not, I can't remember the, the, for the controls. You should just be able to fly it like you normally would any other plane, and you should just be able to watch it do what it does. You know, with this gyroscopic cockpit. Well, yeah, I mean, if you just flew it when it was flying upright, people would complain that you couldn't swing it sideways. Anyway, we could do a whole episode on that, Corey, I'm sure. I missed that game, bro. That was a fun game. Well, I mean, it's not it's not out of the question. That you can just go get yourself an N64 and buy a copy of it. I know. Wouldn't set you back that much. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about... Uh, Episode 5, The Book Let's of Boba it. Fett, Return of the Mandalorian, directed by the deity, <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard, written by Johnny Favs, uh, coming in at a robust 52 minus 6 minutes. The guys, 40-something. 40, 40 it, was, it, was, it was a healthy episode. <laughs> healthy yeah, runtime. Yeah, it definitely. I, I, I didn't check this time. Like, literally, even I had two watches. And first time, like, usually I'm, like, right away, like, how many minutes? And I don't know why when the first time I watched it, maybe my girlfriend put it on first or something, but I just didn't pay attention to that. But, like, in the episode, I was like, wow, this is, like, it feels like it's getting long, you know? Well, I mean, it's, so so the way I watch is, is, is I wake up Wednesday, I, I work all day, and I try to avoid those places on social media where I know I'm, I'm probably – susceptible to to spoilers so i know if i stay in our facebook group i'm going to be pretty clean if i go into twitter i might get nailed so it's it's a long day because i'm like i'm not going to watch it till tonight so but i did get impressions across the board of people freaking out over this episode yeah me too i thought it was one of going to be one of those like white knuckle episodes barn burner type things i was like oh man this episode must be crazy so when I finally got to it, like, I was ready for it. Like, I, I was ready to sit there, like, clenched up. But it it kind of wasn't. Like, it was the episode was so, so cool. But it, it landed and hit in just a, a different way based on based on the chatter. But uh, well, first man. and foremost, I think we should really say that, I mean, by all means, by all rights, this episode was an episode of The Mandalorian. Like... <laughs> 
Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, we didn't even see Boba Fett once except for in the, uh, the recap. Yeah. That doesn't <laughs> we count. We saw Fennec Shand. Yay. Even my kids, no. 10 minutes in, my daughter was like, she like during the, uh, obviously spoilers, everybody for, for the episode. But, uh, when, when Mando was fighting Paz Vizsla, my daughter's like, is Boba Fett going to be in this episode? <laughs> My son said the same thing right around the same time. It's like we're 10 minutes in and uh, yeah, where's, where's the lead character? And that's, and that's I told, I, I was honest. I said, no. And you know what? He was happier. He was like, he's like, I like Mando better than Boba. Oh, my son freaked out when Mando came through those doors of the uh, slaughterhouse. Man, like I, I rarely see him have a freak out like that. Like a couple weeks ago, we watched Ghostbusters. He had a major freak out for that in a good way. This was right up there. Mando showed up and he springs up out of his ca- out, of, out of his chair on the couch. He was so happy to see Mando. But yeah, like I, I was talking to Kigo, like in the aftermath, like what? How do I put this? Like it was essentially an episode of Mandalorian, but what does it say about the show <laughs> that generally everybody's going? This is the best episode, and the main character wasn't in it. I don't know what that says. Carlos, what do you think, man? How, how did this episode hit for you? Uh, same for you. Like, uh, well, no. Uh, I mean, I had the opportunity to watch it as soon as I woke up on Wednesday. Uh, but I was just, a, you know, just scrolling through social media and whatever, what have you. And I started seeing people uh, posting things. And I'm like, oh, scroll quick past that. Scroll quick past that. Then I went to another site. And it's like, okay, I can't do this. I j- I'm just going to watch it now because... I know that people are just they can't can't contain themselves. They just no, nope. they just can't shut the hell up for 12 hours. It's 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 whatever. Anyways, I'm not going to complain because I literally watched the episode and then <laughs> wrote a couple of funny things, but um I had the opportunity to watch it that morning, so I did. It was uh I I was expecting the Mando to show up. Uh, but not for it to be a Mando-centric episode. Not that I'm complaining. I just wasn't expecting it, and it was a nice, uh, it was a nice surprise. Yeah, like it kept waiting for the show to. Actually, it kind of happened pretty early. Where you're like, "Oh, this isn't. We're not going to see Boba Fett in this episode. Like, this is basically an interlude kind of thing, where we're, we're pausing over here. We're catching up with this guy that you all know and love." And we'll see Boba Fett another time, presumably next week. But hey, you never know. But I, I do find it interesting that you know the the so far the fan favorite episode doesn't even feature Boba Fett. And I don't know if that means people are kind of broadly lukewarm on the show, or if people love Mando that much. I, I think, um, yeah, I. I, I... <laughs> The thing is that we're attached to the Mando show after a season and uh, let's say after that for after the, the the half of that first season we're already all in because of Grogu. Mm-hmm. Uh and this one it's a little bit more of a slog to uh, to to not a, I wouldn't say slog but I'm just saying there's like what's the goal of the show? Like the goal of the other show was protect this baby, get him back to his people. Like um this one is like okay. Well, what's? I just think that the arc is is different for for each show. So, 
um yeah when we see mando now and it's like we 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 hear about grogu and uh boba fett was instrumental in in uh, getting grogu to luke skywalker so it's like it fits. It just, I think, in the overall arc of the Book of Boba Fett, like this might need, you know, we might need a little bit more juice uh, to, to to get to that point where we feel the same or 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 more attached to the show. And there's a possibility that 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 doesn't happen. And that's fine as well. But like, yeah, I, I definitely I, don't think it's gonna happen. Like, any they set the bar so incredibly high with Mandalorian with Grogu, like you said, like topping those kind of things, like you can't even ask yourself that, you know what I mean? Like as a, like you, you want to try and go there and do the best you can, but it's a hell of an ask. And they, they came out of the gate with a bang uh, for the live action premiere. So going back on that, like that's something, I don't know. We'll, we'll see in our lifetime, I guess what happens, but, but it seems well, like he's, it... he's made his mark on a generation, man. Like look at our kids, all three of them. My my son too was just like oh, all about the Mando. Yeah, no, it was it was it, it speaks to how quickly this guy has made himself or weaved himself into the fabric of Star Wars, and then and even like a, a catchphrase, like you know he goes and he's looking for that bounty, and there's just that pause when the guys you know the guys playing word games with them and he pauses. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold, and it's like yes. <laughs> yes it was just like that little catchphrase it's it's right up there with, with all of the other star wars catchphrases and it did it so quickly yep yeah 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 and i i don't think, i don't think that john favreau is the best writer in the world but i think he he knows how to tap a vein that's for damn sure oh he knows uh yeah he's he's good at uh, pulling those emotional strings i think well, I think they're really weaving something together great here, man, in the way that they're intertwining the two shows moving forward. I don't know how many seasons we're going to get again, but even other shows, too. It's a way of just keeping like that Marvel-ish continuity, which they said they were kind of like going after in a way, you know what I mean? Like building this universe. And I think there will be stories where like, like look, look at Mando, where he set himself up. I don't think we're going to see him again this season in the book of Boba Fett. We know what he's up to. So what that means to me is that if Boba asked him for help and needs his help we're gonna end this season on a cliffhanger in the sense that the resolution to the battle is not going to come with the pikes and because mandalorian hasn't come yet right we don't know what's gonna happen there it's not like he's gonna show up after visiting grogu wherever grogu is and that's his new quest that's gonna take some time man like so in my opinion like it's going to end this show is going to end on a cliffhanger we'll get the mandalorian after and it's going to start sowing seeds for boba fett as well and possibly maybe even other shows but then in the long run like maybe even mando will bring grogu back with him for the battle which i doubt but you never know so wait, like wait, making you, you think that the battle the, the war that they're prepping for is not going to be in the next two episodes is that what you're saying yes at this point, because he's asking him for help in that war, right? Correct. It's possible. Again, like, don't quote me on it, I guess. But I, I really believe that, uh, yeah. I mean, for, for Mandalorian to go out there, 
find Grogu, say hi, make sure he's safe and come back in time for this thing. It can maybe happen in the last episode, okay? But I really feel like they're if he's going to see Grogu, I feel like that belongs in the story of the Mandalorian as well. I feel like it should be told in that vein. Like we want to see that. Everybody wants to see Grogu. We oh, all yeah, but they're, gonna, they're gonna do that. They'll they'll like just like we saw uh last week or the week before, Boba Fett flashbacks? Well, it was a flashback, but it was Boba Fett witnessing uh Mando and Lokokan with uh, with the flares going after Fennec Shand. There's that overlap. So I think I think it's very possible that Mando season three will highlight Mando going to see Grogu. But in Boba Fett, I think we're going to see, whether it's next week or the week after, we're going to see uh, Mando showing up for this battle. Okay. You, you might be right. I, I like where you're going with that. Either way, like, in the, in the essence of what we're both saying is that the shows are intertwined in that sense, but yeah, yeah. we have to see the Grogu and, and, and that's what they've, that's what they've set it up. This is what this boils down to is that that's what they've set us up as an audience for. He's determined. We know the Mando. He gets the job done. He's going to see Grogu. We want to see Grogu. Right. Yeah, as well, a I'm, I'm so tempted to just stick, stay at the end and just talk about the end, but let's, let's, let's go back first. Let's go back to the beginning of the episode. Yeah, you're right. That, Can I just say something? That, that space station. Well, man. yeah, I was just about to say, like that in, new environment. That hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Even before we get there, Mando in, injure, injures himself with the dark saber. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah, I had a whole thing to say about Din with the dark saber. Yeah, it's it's just love the fact that he's he's struggling with it, and not everybody is able to wield the uh, a saber. Love and you know that. what's crazy? My son and I both pointed. Wasn't in finished. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and also in the same uh in the same uh, just right after that i noticed like were they having a sale on masks of the cowardly lion from the wizard of oz what, yeah. what is that race of what is that race of people <laughs> uh, that that thing bugged me but uh no but, uh going back to what you were guys saying that ring city oh my god so how cool. incredible was that like this is star wars becoming science fiction and it's yeah I, that was it was you're so right there man yeah i love that i really really love that. and the subtitles oh so we, thank god yes give me like, subtitles so, all day some guys are speaking basic and then you go to another room and now these people are speaking subtitles and it, so i'm i'm loving that give that to me yeah, yeah but that, the cool, i have to say like i want to amp that space station man the fact that there was actual like they were growing like trees man and like forests on this thing. I don't know if you saw the greenery on it. Did you? Yeah. Yep. That was so cool, man. Like so creative. Like almost looked like live concept art. Like it was some of the coolest story uh, visuals, man. It looked like uh, almost, like almost it, like the ending of Interstellar. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, I have that written here, man. That's so cool. Yeah. But well, yep. if anything, it just it felt good to get off Tatooine for a bit. You're I right. agree. Yeah, you're and, right. So uh, get on space, man. They could have done anything. And I've been like, oh, it's nice not to be on Tatooine looking at sand. But I, I remember like Nathan and I, when we did an, uh, an episode of Luminous Beings and we, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and we, one of the things we talked about, it was like, like, let's get new environments here. Like we don't need to just make a new desert and, you know, like make it look exactly like Tatooine, but call it something else. Like let's get some creativity, make some crazy wild stuff. Go nuts. You can do it. Like we, we saw the ring of Kefreen. That yeah, type exactly. of place, like, 
bring that into this into the universe. And this episode answered that call. And we spent a good chunk of time there. And I, I loved it. Yeah, it was basically like a planet in a way. Like I'm sure it there was the habit like so many people live there. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a well, great place to be, it's, but it's like more like a space station as opposed yeah, to but yeah. it, it looks like it ran so deep in its levels and just to if you really think like it, it was a ring, right? Like the vastness of that to actually, you know, surround like cover a star. That's a lot of real estate, bro. Yeah, I just I don't get where the shadows are coming from, like unless they're they're built in. But like I I don't know <laughs> I I didn't check that out because if if the ring is going around the sun, then each part of the ring would be illuminated, so kind of that doesn't work. But whatever. Yeah, they just um, want you to feel. At yeah, yeah. No, no. I felt I felt like this was wrong, but um, whatever. It's it's all good, man. It's I'm sure there's an explanation for it, and some nerd is gonna point it out. No, it's it's a but loophole. Like, it's look at this. Uh... Book of Boba Fett loophole and Star Wars is ruined. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but I really love that man. Like, there's there was so much of uh, even just some of that typical uh, typical Tatooine imagery that we saw just looks so much better. Like, so so when you see that 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 ring and you see um. Even even the, the the in the covert and like oh man it just looks so good it was cin- so, it was it was cinematic correct me I th- I think this was the case but uh, when he brought dropped that guy's head there it was basically to get information on closing in on the Mandos right that's what he was looking for right yeah because he he left the money so keep the keep the money or keep the reward I I want the information I think it's what yeah he said. exactly yeah. So yeah, I was wondering how how Din Djarin would be like, his disposition after the events of, of season two of Mando. Like, would he go back to bounty hunting, or would he have a new purpose? I thought he was gonna be chilling with Bo-Katan and friends. Yeah, I, I that was certainly a possibility. I I didn't know what they would do. I didn't really have a, a handle on it, but it seems like he at least went back to bounty hunting. If anything, just just. You know, to get information from people. Yeah, he's a legend now. Like and, soon, we're gonna be seeing. Uh, oh God, I can't believe I can't remember his name. Carl Weathers' character, Grief Grief Carga. Yes. Like well, we're gonna be getting him. He's directing an episode. No. Of this of Boba Fett. Oh no, he's not. You're no, right. He's directing Mando. And yeah, right now, Esther tweeted that. What What took me by surprise was how keen Mando was like to go back to like, the way because after the whole thing of, uh, you know, his whole journey through the first two seasons where he's like taking off his helmet and figuring stuff out and going on oh, these, these people I grew up with, I don't know if they're all there. Yeah. It seems like, it seems like some of the messages that Bo-Katan and them uh, told him like sank in a bit. Well, but it got then, to him for sure, but now he's like all about going back to the covert and wearing his helmet and, and the way and... Well, you know what's interesting too is that he, like, he asks her straight up, this is prior to that, so it kind of probably inf- influences his decision, right? Like he he says, what do you know of Bokatan? And she's like, she is a cautionary tale. Mm. <laughs> like, And she reiterates the whole thing. And what it boils down to, like, you know, the creed, she did not take the dark saber in the right way and mandalore had its own like t2 judgment day 
Oh, did they yeah. ever? That was straight up out of T out of T two. Yeah. I, I wrote in my notes here a Mando lore expo dump a palooza. Oh yeah. The armor <laughs> lore dump. Yeah. I got the purge equals T two judgment day. <laughs> but that you know, that was um well You know yeah. you know what else I really loved that she said that was really, really funny, like talking about the mythosaur. And <laughs> she uh, poked fun at legends. Yeah, the <laughs> sadly, one it the only exists in legends. Smack! <laughs> I loved it. I love that. You know that what? Is... To me, that almost that don't. To me, it almost says by the end of this episode, uh, this show as a whole, we we will be seeing him riding a mythosaur. Oh, hundred percent. At some point, a mythosaur is going to rise up and herald a new age of Mandalore. That is going to happen in this series. I, I, I love so it too, cool. man. Like redemption, man. Like I think the creed. It's dogma is kind of broken like the Jedi in a way, but the way she's beaten into him being saying that, you know, it's the only thing that's made us survive the purge. I think a certain part of it is going to live on forever. It's going to merge and become a new Mandalore. Like I think the redemption comes, they're setting, sowing the seeds for his show in a way of, you know, the living waters of Mandalore in the mines or whatever they said like he has to go there somehow and then he's like they're destroyed but i feel like he's still gonna try oh of course you know what i mean just oh no they 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 sold those seeds early on in the mando well not early on but in season two yeah Uh, whenever he gets the black saber like when when you know the dark sabers in in the house like you know oh my god well no it's not that it's because he he believes that this is the way and then he meets other mandalorians and they're like not really so is this the way but or we don't know. We don't maybe know. Maybe it's one's... not the way, and I think that's what they're. That's what they're. They're. they're they planted the seeds exactly for that. Oh, yeah, I agree Man- with you. Mandalorians are all a bunch of different cults, and I think eventually it ends up like a unification of Mandalore, where they all kind of get back together and live together in some sort of harmony. I think yeah, that's, that's crazy, man. Like, kind of where this might go. Concord Dawn, like that planet's. Uh, but that's the whole thing too. Like. I think anyone listening needs to realize too that Mandalore is not only one planet. It's an entire system of planets. It's not like it's a big patch of space. Like this is Mandalorian space. It's not like it's a chunk of the galaxy, not a big chunk of the galaxy. But, you know, again, it's like 2000 planets or something like that, which is lots of light years. You know what I loved in that? That's the the, the flashback scene from the destruction. Oh, was man. those the tie bombers? Oh, Oh, I thought you might. You know what? The TIE Bombers though? and that the K2 droids. That was... Those. So, Bryce Dallas Howard has killed it on that front. Yep. Remember back to her debut episode when, when the uh, the ATST rises up from the forest with those red eyes? Yes. Like, she has just got it nailed. Like, the imagery. Yep. Oh, all day long, no, no, she yep. can just pump that that stuff into my veins, man. So when those tie bombers. Thinking... This is where I'm coming back to the the, the whole Lego thing. It's like they not they gotta make tie bombers now, man. They got they gotta make a new tie. Bo- we only got yeah. one, and it was a crappy one from 2004. I have it, but I want a new tie bomber. <laughs> so I, Kyle, I, I have I have no tie bomber stuff. Oh man, they look so good. Jeez. On the timeline now, Kyle, the and with the the K2 droids. Like where, when did the purge happen? To me, I feel like it's after Rebels. You know what I mean? Even though Concord Dawn's messed. 
Yeah, yeah. My my brain is a mess after this episode because there was there was so much going on. It's, it's like I almost feel like because Sabine gives the dark saber to Bo-Katan, right? Yeah. And it wasn't won in battle, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's the final. Uh, that was the curse straw that broke the camel's back kind of deal. You know, like there was the whole man uh, Clone Wars thing too, where it was a little more serious with Previsal and all that. But I feel like. It's the Sabine thing, and hundred well, percent. Speaking not, of Sabine, like there, there was a great, great, and it screamed out to me, and then it got highlighted on social media, of course. But watching the yeah. episode, it just slapped me right in the face. When, me too, man. Uh, when Din is training with the armor, and she's telling him to like, you know, the, the the blade is is basically use the force. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, I guess there's that parallel, but. Just the way that he's not connecting with the blade is exact, almost exactly the same type of stuff that Kanan was telling Sabine. Yeah, but she picked it up a lot quicker, and she kicked Kanan's butt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just, Kanan's not a real Jedi, though. That's why. Shut up, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Did you, did you uh, how how much are you looking forward to little Grogu wearing a chainmail suit? Oh, yeah, it's oh. got to be chainmail, right? It has to be. Yeah, it's not gonna be a helmet. No, no, and I love how they made the little sack look like him too. Oh. Yeah, with the ears. Yeah, like yeah. Point, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh man, they they she 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 went all in, dude. And like a lot of times, I don't like the the kitschiness, like that 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 type of. But oh my, there were a couple of moments later on in the oh, episode. She's not, I, I don't can, like her anymore. Can... She's not very understanding. Okay. Did you take your helmet off? But wait, there's a reason why you're no longer a Mandalorian. It's okay. Maybe you're not. I am a Mandalorian. No, not and you. I mean, I mean, he could have told her that and said, maybe you're not a Mandalorian. And be like, nanny, nanny, boo, boo. I, I think that's where the divide, the, the, the divide is, is going gonna, is gonna to come. Though I think she yeah, probably could right. slap I, the I taste agree. right out of his mouth. <laughs> I, I feel like there will be, there's a confrontation brewing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Obviously with, uh, what's his face, Paz Vizsla. Well, he's that guy's man, got attitude. Well, no, they, I guess... They fought, they well, he, skirmished in the first season, which wasn't yeah. much of anything. But, and this episode, this fight, I'd say, was a, a draw, even though she called it for Mando. Well, well Mando had, had the throat. throat. It yeah. was over. Yeah. Like, Mando was on his game. Like, he, basically, what they were trying to reiterate there was that he can't wield a Darksaber. Now they can pass Vizsla. And, you know, when Mando's in true, like, he just grabbed that, like, vibroblade or whatever it is. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And just went to town on this guy, like methodically just took him down in a pretty much a heartbeat in a battle. Oh, but he's got his stuff. He can, he's, he's an ace, but like, and they really, 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 really wanted us to know how hard how it was. How heavy to, it was. How, and they did a great job with that too. Like it looked like it was heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Like there looked like there was actual heft in that blade. Like, I don't know if they made a prop where there's like a steel rod hanging out of it. But they did a good job of actually making it seem like the blade was heavy, which was and no, not only that. Like I feel like uh, the first scene we sh- where we see him in the butcher shop where he's just going to town on the guys, wielding it. Um, when he was dragging it, I was like, "That's kind of odd." I didn't necessarily like until he drove it home. I thought he was just kind of being like a little weird, you know? Yeah, Star Wars dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I a little Darth Maul. It took a while for that to sink in too, but oh, okay. And then, of course, the Rebels thing comes screaming out of left field at you. But one thing also kind of jumped out at me is he trained with the armor and she kind of tried to 
get his mind right. But then he's like, uh, you know, he leaves to go visit Grogu. And I'm like, well, good thing Grogu is hanging out with somebody who might be able to teach him properly how to use that lightsaber. True. I think that's going to be useful information at some point. Imagine he becomes a Jedi. <laughs> it won't happen there. But uh... what did you guys think of um, the the droid uh, Star Wars TSA agent? Oh, the little Star Tours droid, the RX series droid. <laughs> yeah, I loved him. <laughs> Where's this piece go, guy? Oh man, he was, was perfect. Yeah, that's kind of silly. But whatever. I, I thought it was. I thought it was cute. It was cute. There was a lot of cute little moments. And uh, my second Lego that we need is we need a BD one, man. Mm. True. I, the original oh, roller man. droid. Oh, no. what? No, the, origin, the original like roller baller droid. No, he has. He has it looks like that. That that. Uh, what was that thing that we used to put up to our heads? Uh, the 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 goggle thing with the the clicky thing on the side. Oh, the, the viewfinder thing. The viewfinder. That he looks like a viewfinder with legs, man. He looks like Wally a bit. Yeah, like he's yeah. a mix between like Wally and an ATAT. Yes, I, I almost oh my fell out of my chair when when a BD droid showed up on screen. Oh, oh man, I was oh, I was like, oh, I need that. Like Lego, make that. Jesus. You know, going back to Grogu for a sec and and whatever it is that the armor made for him, it looks like maybe some sort of chainmail sort of suit. Yeah, and That's important. We all can't wait to see him in that suit. But you know who really can't wait to see him in that suit? Hasbro. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> How do you cover a licensing fee? Armored up Grogu merch. The variants alone will make us rich beyond their wildest dreams. Oh my god! And they can play with the timeline too. Like when Gro when he goes to see him, you'd be like, "I wonder if they'll make him like, oh, he's reached his adolescence at this point, like at this phase in the Yoda type species life." Oh, they, the age. The time, yeah. Fast and loose is the name of the game here. Here we go. Whenever he gets there, Grogu is going to be far along in his training, picking up right where he left off. You he's, think he's going to have a little? He's going to have a little voice. Like you know uh, what I. A speech pattern, I mean? Like, he's going to... It's going to be weird to hear him talk. I True. know. I don't know. I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Because I don't want it to be like Yoda. Like You know what I really don't want it to be? I thought about this today, and I really hope Star Wars knows better than to do this. But I don't want it to be, who are you? No. Like, they can't go there, right, guys? Who are you? Like, I forgot about him? Yes. No. Like, no, so deep no. in the shame and be like, I was so young and whatever, like... No, no way. I just really don't want that. He didn't forget his name. He didn't forget his training. He won't forget. True. He's You're not right. going to forget Din Djarin. I hope not. That's that's just a big no-no for me. I think it that would, would be, be a heartbreaker, man. That would be a real like gut gut wrencher. I, I think it would be funny if he had like a, a whiny Mark Mark Hamill 1977 voice. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Mark Hamill will voice him. Yeah. I don't know about that. What I found really funny was like, I sent him back to, I, I returned him back to his his kind. Why would you do that? <laughs> I could have made a lot of money with that one. <laughs> a little petting zoo. <laughs> uh, no, I, I thought that little opening introduction with her was a little, a little too much when she was kind of being dragged away, but yet so coy about it. Like it was too Buster Keaton. I don't know. 
Oh, it's, it was funny, dude. It was complete. Well, Dianoga, dude. Come you, on. You bring in Peli Motto, you bring in Amy Sedaris, you're going to get yeah. some silly. Yeah, that, that was over the top, but I mean, it was still fun. Don't get it. But it was just, to me, it was like a bit of a, a drawn out scene. I knew Mando was going to save her, but the, the, really, I guess what it was is the fact after it's like she got up as if nothing was wrong. I was like, dude. You were just about to get eaten by some crazy creature. No, and it was like a to- smaller creature. It was like uh, tussling with uh, with the neighbor's dog. Come on, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like she seemed pretty scared. She was reaching for a gun, like, and it seemed it seemed to have the upper hand on her. If if Mando had not shown up with that gun, what they were insinuating was that she was probably gonna be lunch. Anyways, I just I would, uh... and she didn't seem to care at all. She was like, Mando, what's up? Like nothing out of the ordinary here. No, because she's she's always trying to make money, dude. Like she she wants to be on the ball, and I I wanna. This is my my Amy Sedaris appreciation tweet. <laughs> I've I've been pretty rough on that character uh, through uh, the first two seasons of Mando, and, um, and and then when I see her here, it's like I'm kind of coming around on it. I'm kind of coming around on. I like on, her on, too, but on her on her character, I, I like it that her. However, she speaks is however she speaks, and I I think I've gotten over it. Her dating uh, choices. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I get it, Ajala. Very furry, very furry. <laughs> a lot of it, and then she says a lot of issues. <laughs> and and then later on, when she's talking about like flushing one of the the, the things, she goes, "If you know what I mean," like there's. Yeah, it was. Um, I, well, I look, dude, dude. Hold on, hold on. Be, even before you say what you're gonna say, she even says thrust capacitor when talking about some of the. Things. It's like they're really throwing it. They were laying it on, but it wasn't too much. It was just perfect. So funny and like, ah, oh, man, that's great. I, I didn't expect to see her at mentioned- all. Like at all. I, I, you know, we saw her in a in a cameo kind of shot in an early episode. And I was like, oh, look at that. There, there she is. And I didn't think we would see her at all. But then we spent like half the episode in her shop. And it was it was cool, man. Like I it was, it was, I think it was cool just to take in a breather because that whole sequence, like, is just filled with like Star Wars imagery and references. The it was it was an Easter egg hunt in that scene. Yeah. And it was just it was cool to take a time out and really just like appreciate the saga. It's almost like a tribute yes. in, in a way. Well, that's what I what I wrote to you guys was a love letter to episode one. Yeah, there's well, uh, for sure there's a lot of episode one love, but there was like yeah. dude either, that N one, um, like that that the uh, what the hell was it called the uh, uh, cryogenic boost combustion booster. Yeah, that's the thing that blocks the yeah the in, trash in the, compactor. Yeah, exactly. yeah, and like I, I thought, I'm like, oh my god, even the trash is iconic. Like yes. It doesn't. You know what I felt? I, I thought was so funny is the fact that <laughs> everything that she gets from them in return, she's like, I let them go dumpster diving. Yeah, <laughs> that, exactly. that was funny. <laughs> like, she's not a good person, but she's sell, like, she's she's just funny. She's like, she is a good person the way she's hooking the Mando up. Well, I mean, she's, she's a bit of a grifter, but they have a relationship, they have a vibe. I mean, look, Waddle was Waddle was slimy too as a junk trader and uh, whatever. So it's a Tatooine thing, I think. Yeah, I suppose. How about how about calling someone 
calling him Mando. Isn't that kind of like racist in a way, if you really think about it? Like, there's like a... Moving along. You know, uh. <laughs> it is. It's like, hey, like, I don't know. <laughs> a lot of other things. Like if I called you pasty? Or like, is, hey, that, a, is that a problem? Canadian. <laughs> hey, Quebecois. Hey, Knucklehead. Uh, nah. Suck it up. Anyway, like the whole the whole building a hot rod thing was so cool. Like a lot of yeah, parts, perfect. A lot of parts and components I don't need to know the names of, but it they was, made a bit. But they made a big point of telling us. <laughs> oh, for sure. But just seeing an N one, and just piecing it back together and, and making it like a like a modified hot rod. It was so, awesome. So cool, man. Oh, dude, you know what? One of the proudest moments of my life was honestly. <laughs> My son is like looking at it and he's like, oh, like, what is that? Like, he was so disappointed. It wasn't like a Razor Crest or something. Then he looks at it and he's like, oh, it's that ship. Then he's looking at him like, and I asked him like, what's its name? And I just saw his eyes like kind of close and like twitching. And he was like kind of going through an, a Rolodex in his head. And he said, that's an N1. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I can't believe you just told me that, man. Like, <laughs> he's a savant. Yeah. Not even that. It's just, oh my god! I, I really just I don't know. I was happy. No, it was, he really it was picked cool that up. Enough. And what I loved was seeing Mando strip away just enough of the paint, just to leave enough of the markings to make it look like the Razor Crest. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Oh, the Razor yeah. Crest hey, had hey, some orange or hey, yellow. No. Hey, Kyle. Kyle, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> St- still waiting for my shipping notification. I know. I Hasbro. <laughs> yeah, let me know, eh, Kyle. As soon as this thing sh- showed up, somebody's like, somebody needs to make this a Haslam. <laughs> Just let me know the date and time. Uh-huh. Why don't you send me the tracking number? I'll look at that. How much? Uh, Corey, it's enough. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> how about her speaking Jawa? Too much, man. That was good. That was funny, though. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Dude, it's just like, oh, my God. It was It was great. What else won't she do? Like, she, what else won't she do? Oh. Man, I'm I'm all in, man. I yeah, love it. absolutely. I love how she says, like, like he's just so confused. Like, how does this desert planet like procure these items? And he's, she's like, Tatooine is a garden of many bounties. Yeah, <laughs> how is this possible? But I love that she she she's like, I've never been off world. It's like that's surprising. Yeah, that's 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 kind of cool. Like, I don't know. I love that he said wizard. Hey, don't we know people that have never left Quebec before? I do. Yeah, probably. I do. Wizard. I can't uh, believe you said that, though. But seeing that little... To see how fast it is with the sublate engines, oh. that was so cool. Yeah, just to see it bolt like Oh, man, that was cool. Yeah. Did you guys notice? Uh, obviously, he, he goes through Beggar's Canyon, and it's like... That's part of like the love letter to episode one, the pod racing. Now mm-hmm. this is pod racing, the so he actually takes trip. the N one yeah. into the pod race, uh, which obviously is Mos Espa. Like, yeah, and that's so... the, that's like a very Star Wars thing, right? Like they're in Mos Eisley. No, is, is where where yeah. is? Yeah, yeah she's, yes. no, she's in Mos Eisley. The yeah. pod racing thing is in Mos Espa. Mos Espa. Yep. Yeah, but. He's there in the blink, and it's like Star Wars doesn't care. Like he got there in about three seconds of screen time, and it doesn't 
matter <laughs> no it doesn't matter who cares? who cares he's going super fast like it doesn't you don't need to know that he was in the thing for 15 20 minutes at whatever speed to get to where he had to go like i'm, I'm half expecting cool. one of these clickbait farms to put out a, a, a piece saying that star wars doesn't know its own geography that he no, took i think off. that's crap like the way i see it like the difference between moss espa and moss isley is max like the distance between montreal and toronto max fair that's enough a, Okay, well, you get in a you get in on jet there, like the the kind that he has. You could be there in five minutes. Well, maybe not five, 15, 20. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter. Who cares? It's it, all good. It's irrelevant. <laughs> exactly. He's there when he needs to be. What I what I really did you guys notice? What? Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna phrase it this way. I'm gonna ask you the question. <laughs> when he's like, let's see what this thing could do, and he points up. And he he's he's breaking atmosphere. Did you guys, what feeling did you get from that? One at a time. Give me one answer each. I, I I've watched the episode twice now, and both times I'm like, I know this. What is this feeling? What is okay? This, this it's perfect. A, it feels like Corey? she's doing an, an an homage to something in that, and I can't. Uh, put my she Apollo thirteen. It. No, not Apollo thirteen. What did you say? I just can't put I can't put my finger on it, but I know it. It's like right there, and I'm like, I know this. I know this. You, you want well. me to? You want me to? See, you want me to tell you? Yes. Man of Steel, baby. Is it Man of Steel? Man of Steel. When when Superman is getting his powers finally, and he's like jumping, in the Arctic, and then finally when he starts to fly, when he finally starts to fly, and he breaks the clouds, and he breaks the clouds. It's this almost the same music. I I I I recognized it the first second I saw, it's one of my hmm. favorite movies. So it's I recognized it as soon as I saw it. I'm like, oh, as he's going into space, I, you get those man of steel man of steel vibes, and I was all yeah, maybe there for it. Maybe that's the feeling because uh, it was certain. I'm like I'm like th okay, this is this is something I recognize. Like just the vibe, the feeling that I'm getting right now. It's yeah, the, the, everybody was pumped up. Like I was like, he can't like I didn't want it to be one of those Star Wars jokes where the engines failed, you know. I wanted them to like get up there. Yeah. And seeing the kid too, like, dude, like that's the best about Star Wars. Like people might say like, oh, it's so like cheesy, whatever. Like when he sees the Rodian and the kid waves to him and he's like, oh yeah, check this out, kiddo. Like my son was like, he like totally giggled and like, you know, like gave himself a little shake, you know, like while I was cuddling with him, like he was so happy about that. And like the whole, like that whole thing, like, of course, you know, we, we take a trip down memory lane through the pod race track and through Beggar's Canyon. And like, even where, where Anakin had smashed through the, the gate when Sabalba kind of bumped him off the road, the smashed gate's still there. If you look, yes. if you go back and watch again, nobody cleaned noticed. all that shit up. Like it's been a... how many years? It's Beggar's it's like, Canyon, Like man. 50 years or so. <laughs> Nobody's cleaned it up. <laughs> Dude, that... Anakin Skywalker touched that gate. It's legend. I guess they gotta sell that bit on uh, that that stuff on Star Bay. It's hallowed ground right there, I suppose. But yeah, we take that whole trip and then up into space, and the way that Mando kind of flies over the the hull of the ship was so Episode One, and he do, even yeah. does, even does the spin. That's a neat trick. Yeah, that's a neat trick. That's what I wrote in my notes. They laid wow. it on real thick, and it was. Uh, ear to ear, man. It was just so fun to just take this pause and enjoy, enjoy Star Wars for the stupid fun that it can be. Yeah, and that was fun, man. Again, 
when my like the spinning moment my, my son i could see as well him too like he told me he's like this is awesome like i just felt it through his eyes too as well as my own because i realized what you guys said that like this is a total homage to anakin you know the wizard yeah like, so 100%. good yeah, but the wizard and also the little rodian yeah. yeah yeah that too you're right yeah but one of the things that and you know i was, I was thinking about it after i'm like well we're all sort of reveling in sort of the comfort food of this episode and, and the tattooing part. <clears throat> you can't do this very often though. That's it. That's the thing I was going to say too, is like, I can't believe I'm not hearing a vast or a, a vocal amount of fandom, not being like, this is Boba Fett show. We didn't even see him. There's an episode of the Mando. Like, honestly, like in a way, it's there's weird. a point to that. It's weird. Like, like how we have a we have a very short docket here, right? A, a very limited amount of episodes, and to, to really give this guy a full episode, I get that it's you're setting up, you're setting yourself up for like his show that's coming. That's that's what makes me think of that the, the way that they planted this seed is to, you know, set up his show in a way. It's the only thing that makes uh, sense to me from like. Uh, a movie standpoint really or a show standpoint is why why throw a whole episode if you're not trying to set something bigger up in the long run oh yeah i mean these shows trample all over each other in a good way that they just you know they they intertwine very deeply and i i won't be surprised to go back to mando season three and just to retread old territory again like for all intents and purposes this like we said before this this was an episode of mando hundred percent. But like I said, like there's only so many times you can stop almost like slam on the brakes a bit on one narrative to check in on another that doesn't involve the main guy at all. While at the same time doing a love letter to star Wars, you can do that once in a while. Like if we come back next week and it's the same thing, it's gonna be like, okay, like that that was cute, but where's the story? Like, like how many episodes are we getting? I think it's seven, no? I think so. I don't think Lucasfilm's ever said, but if... Uh, if anything, it's probably, hopefully, eight minimum. But, like, this sacrificing a whole episode, again, where we are in the storyline of this show, that's a big thing, man. Maybe it was supposed to be six, and they shoehorned in a seventh just to lay the groundwork for season three of Mando. You're right. Who knows? Anyway, so out in space, we we met up with uh, Carson Tiva again, which was kind of odd. He just happens to be there. <laughs> he's the outer, outer rim cop guy. I guess. Yeah, he's just right there. And not for nothing. Like, there's a reason why before where I was like, oh, you know, maybe Man- or maybe Mando will go get Grogu and meet the guy who might be able to teach him how to wield a lightsaber, a darksaber. The guy in the other X-Wing was the guy who played Luke's body double. In season Ooh, two, that's so, kind of cool. So he's hanging around the set. So you know, I was thinking, I was thinking Sabine, because she she picked it up right away. Like for her, it was she understood what kind of uh, the armor was saying, right? And once she had learned that from Kanan, she kind of took him out right quick. So I could see it staying in house in the Mandalorian house as well, and introducing her, and also the fact that he's directing at an episode this season too, like makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah, and well, and here, you know, here as as we hit towards the, the end of the episode and we're looking towards the last two episodes of this season, maybe, we're expecting this war on Tatooine to break out, but they can play fast and loose with the timeline here. Like, they say war's yep. coming. That doesn't mean war's coming tomorrow. We better find all our friends now. Like, war could come next month. So, which gives Mando lots of time to go find Grogu, which he said he was doing anyway. So, he could take a nice, long pit stop wherever he is, catch up with him, buddy up with Luke, who might say, nice Darksaber, do you know how to use it? Hey, since you're here, let's go through a few things. What's this about a war on Tatooine? That's my home planet. I'm kind of interested on what's going on there. And maybe Luke's coming back. (laughs) Luke and Grogu at the end of of this show. There's a way to way, way over deliver to bring a war back to Tatooine and get Luke involved. Because there's no way Mando can go to Grogu. Hey, buddy, what's up? And then head back to, to Tatooine without him. Considering the, the the seed they planted with the with the little baby armor, and the astromech port on the N one conveniently now has a little dome over top. Yep, yep. <laughs> I was going to say that. Ex- uh, ex- the, it's like, what did you do to that thing? Like, it's totally been customized. Like, it's like it's little uh, sidecar. It's great. You know he's going to show up at one point, and you're going to see Grogu's little face in that little well. And to me, like, again, it's going to be a lot of time can pass in this show. You know what I mean? Like, like the first couple episodes, I think one, two and three, the the Tuscan story was close to four to five years. Right. Yeah. He was with the Tuscans for years. They can do the same thing now. They're in. They have now that we've told the season, like they're up. They're paired up together, both Mando and Boba. They can do the same thing. Sure, they can extend it as long as they want. the 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 whole prepare for war kind of thing could take as long as they needed to. They just opened up a big, a big gap. I think. I think knee jerk, you go, oh yeah, war is like, oh my god, we got imminent. It's yeah, it's imminent. It's 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 they're marching on us right now. It doesn't have to be. The pikes are still loading up. Boba's still loading up. He's still looking for muscle. I want to see him build his empire more, man. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it's oh, really invested in it's what's good. happening They're... towards the end here. I, now that I've got the idea that, well, it, it seems almost like a given that Grogu's going to come back with Din to fight in this Tatooine skirmish. I can't get my head away from Luke coming back with them. Yeah. Because it's Tatooine. Yeah. The only thing that that would keep him away maybe is the fact that if if he mentions Boba Fett, I don't think I don't think Luke's afraid of Boba Fett at all. But uh, it's a good I point. Think it's just, yeah, it's just, I think I think he knows the fact that Luke and Boba Fett, like they they met already. The fact that he was there, like for the transfer for Grogu. No, no Boba, Boba Fett, Fett was, was gone. not there. That's true, eh? Yeah, he goes. They they'll know my face. So he took a he took a scram. Yeah, no, they did not. The only time they know each other is from. Boba Fett shooting at Luke in Empire, yeah, and being in cl- fairly close quarters in in Return of the Jedi. Well, he 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 wraps him around with his lasso. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I feel like both those characters would be like, yeah, I can put this aside. That's all. Yeah, not only, not only that, I feel like Luke is going to be at a point next time we see him that he's 
since he's defeated Vader, he's kind of like leveled up in that sense where he can kind of be like, Boba's changed. It's a good dude. I, I the, the force is not, my spidey sense is not tingling. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think Luke would jump at the opportunity. And I, I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago that I would, I would love for Luke to, to bring Anakin's sort of promise around to end, he says to say to end slavery on Tatooine, but just sort of to end crime on Tatooine in a way and leave it with Boba Fett, who would still be a crime lord. But no, that, that's where I think he's going. I think that this is where the way that show that all the shows are going, man. They're, they're going to start showing like a, a unification almost to the galaxy in the sense that Mandalore will be reunited in the right way. Boba Fett's going to take control of the crime syndicate, but do it the right way so that no one's hurt and stuff like that. Could Din Jaren be like, oh, if you know Muscle, I know somebody on uh, what the hell's that other planet where he met Ahsoka. I know somebody else who might fight for us. I probably not. Give him the armor. She's probably gone, like moved on from there. The armor would probably tell Din to go screw himself until he was a real Mando again. Because hiding is their strength now, right? So I don't know that they would necessarily show up. But yeah, like. I guess sorry. I guess I guess we're ready to wrap this up. But something I mentioned in the group before, like pulling the pieces of of these various shows together to see where all of this might be heading. And it's, I think I said it to Nathan. I'm like, I I think like it's a bit like staring into a bowl of alphabets, and you see all the letters. They're all right there yeah, in front of they're you. They're all coming. Yep. But you know, there's there's Bad Batch doing some stuff here, and Mando and Book of Boba Fett, and you can kind of see how all of these things are kind of overlapping whether it's cloning or you know the, the the crime stuff it's all sort of right there ready to start meshing together but we don't know how and we don't just don't quite see the dots connecting just yet but you know they will and i'm i'm loving this ride so far even though i'm not super in love with book of boba fett and and bad batch was was cool <laughs> mando of course i'm head over heels with but I'm just loving all these breadcrumbs that are in play from all the different aspects of Star Wars and just all the commonalities that are right there. And we just can't quite put the pieces together yet. And I just like how these, like Kevin Smith said it, like I'm going to just show up and I'm going to let the magician show me his tricks. And that's, yeah, I love that. Just pulling up and just saying like, okay, guys, trick me, show, show me how it works. And, and we podcast, we, we have to speculate a bit, but it is hard at this point. Like to me again, like I really feel like Boba's going for a unity uh, of t- a, a renewal and a healing of Tatooine, as well as you know taking control of the crime syndicates and making sure that innocents aren't hurt. You know that it's done cleanly, safely, whatever. Not even like crime anymore in a way. Just having a service, and uh, you know Din, his goal is to bring together, unify, and repair Mandalore. Like, I think these things are all going to be uh, coming to fruition right around the same time. We got Grogu's thing too, as well. We want to see him become a Jedi and succeed, or maybe even like, you know, graduate from Jedi Academy and become, you know, Jin thoroughly believes that he's not only is he Jedi, he's Mandalorian. He's like the next Tar Vizsla, man. Din, oh, you, I, you said, I, I heard Jin. I'm like, Jin's dead. No, Din. Din. <laughs> Din, din. yeah 
All right. Well, but, um, let's put it to bed for this week. It was a really cool episode. I can't wait to see where they go next because I think things are like the action is really going to start hitting the wall now. And I, yeah, I keep us keep them long too. Nice and long. I like that. Yeah, of course you do. Shut up. <laughs> okay, folks. Uh, that's that's going to do it for this week. If you want to catch up with any of us, uh, Tumbling Saber Facebook group, that's where you can come and join us and hang out and, and take part in all the various conversations that happen all the time. Uh, Twitter handles are in the show notes if that's your space of preference. Otherwise, your questions, theories, your thoughts, send those by email to tumblingsaber at gmail.com. We will work them into an episode uh, of the podcast and please don't forget to share the show with your friends out there on social media and if you would be so kind if you've got a couple extra minutes leave us a review or rating on on apple podcasts or spotify or wherever you you catch the show give us a rating and we'll uh we'll be super appreciative of that uh guys carlos Corey, another great show guys had a blast thank you so much for fun. jumping in yeah, yeah you guys it. are all right well, that was fun a lot of fun we'll hope to do it again next week have some more fun with book of boba fett and whatever else is worth talking about but i uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast everybody stay safe and until the next episode may the force be with you sitting here for hours looking at that child pages getting wider like a mirror to myself Struggle for the answers, questions frighten me. Circles getting wider, it's harder just to see. Up to